0: of life mount up as if it were a wave to beat against our ship but i'm glad jesus pilots my boat hallelujah and i praise the lord let's look in the gospel according to saint john if you'll turn with me this morning in the gospel according to saint john and we got batteries for the uh got batteries for the lapel mic Brother john did I i actually did too but then i left mine on the counter at home Brother John got batteries. This is the way you do things. If you get two people to do the same thing, then maybe one of them will remember. And uh, so he brought his batteries, and I left mine sitting on the counter at home. And so we've got batteries for those pale mics, so I don't have to feel quite as much like a televangelist this morning with my microphone in my hand in order to try to preach to those who may be watching on the live feed. And that will help me with a few slight distractions here today, and I'm grateful for that. I appreciate it, Brother John. And uh, let's look in the Gospel according to St. John. We are reading here again in John's Gospel concerning these I AMS of Jesus in the book of John. Now, we have already talked about some of the I AMS. Matter of fact, we are in the sixth installment of this series, the sixth installment of this series on the I AMS of Jesus in the book of John. Again, being keenly aware that there are those who are maybe tuning in that maybe don't always tune in with us or don't always attend, and p- quite possibly you missed the others, you can go back on our Facebook page, in the last a church Facebook page in the last few weeks, and listen to the other pieces of this series. And if you've missed any, I would encourage you to do that. We have had a great time in this study. It's been good for me, and I believe that it has been good for you who have listened and heard. Well, the word of the Lord, these promises of Jesus that identify him in each case, identify him as deity, as God, the son and as the son of God. And we're going to see another one of those this morning in the message. And I'll tie this one in with the previous ones as we lay the groundwork for the message here in just a moment. Let's read our text when you find your place. If you are able and willing, I would invite you to stand with us and we'll reverence the reading of the word of the Lord from John chapter number 14, beginning in verse number one. John chapter 14 and beginning in verse number one. The word of the Lord says, let not your heart be troubled. Oh, this is not the sermon for today, but it would certainly be well of us to uh, phrase or memorize that phrase and re, and uh, remind ourselves of it again and again and again and again and again. I'm going to say something here that some of you are not going to like or appreciate, and some on the some on the video will probably throw a rock at me about. But i like I told you a while ago. I've had a bunch of rocks thrown at me lately, so I'll just go ahead and say it anyway. The pandemic of our time is not a disease or a sickness. It is the troubling, troubled hearts of men. Yeah. Men's hearts are failing them for fear. And the biggest health crisis we're having in America today is fear. In troubled hearts, it's not sickness. And uh, the reason for the stock market collapsing and falling apart has more to do with fear than what it has to do with ceased economic activities. And we're not even going to be able to pay for our own hospitals to take care of our own sick people if we don't get over some of our fears. Um, and so, may the Lord have mercy on us is all I know to say. Let not your heart be troubled. If you know Jesus, you don't have to be scared to death. You may want to be wise and cautious and prudent, and I'm not con. Can, uh, telling you not to do any of those things. I'm saying to you, don't be scared to death. Uh, that is, that message has not changed. I've not just started preaching that, by the way. Those you've been around here a long time knows I've been preaching you stop being scared to death for about 20 years now. Amen. People are scared of their own shadows. Only thing I'm afraid of is raccoons. All of y'all that's here this morning knows that. I'm scared of raccoons so long as what the raccoons stay away then I'm all right. And I'm not afraid of raccoons as long as they're not in enclosed spaces with me. If I go in the barn loft or into the barn uh, uh, stall with a raccoon, me or him one's getting out and uh, we're going to get out of there probably without having an encounter with one another. But anything else, I'm just not afraid of it. Don't live your life, coward, in fear. It's unnecessary. Might you die of something? There ain't no might to it. You are going to die. I don't mean to discourage anybody this morning, but to put a sense of reality in you. So you're afraid you're going to die? Well-founded fear. You are going to die, but you can't be afraid of it. You have to live until you do. And by the way, if the resurrection and the life's in you, like we preached last week, then you can't really die anyhow, because you already have. You've already died out to self and to sin, and since you have already died to that dead man and been resurrected in Christ, now you don't have to fear the next death. Amen. And the blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection, over such the second death shall have no power. And I appreciate that not only reading that in the Bible, but be hearing my granddaddy quoted enough while he was preaching over the years that I memorized it before I ever found the verse in my Bible. Thank God for the preacher. Hallelujah. Hey. John chapter 14, verse 1 said, let Jesus, words of red, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Faith is the cure for fear. It's what Jesus tells us in verse 1. And then He tells us about the Father's house. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. No social distancing in heaven, friend. Receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest. And how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way. You know me, you know the way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You can be seated. Thank you for standing with us while I read the word of the Lord this morning. This morning's I am of Jesus in the book of John is I am the way, the truth, and the life. There are seven occasions in John, we've mentioned before we began this message, began this series, where Jesus specifically claims a title. And in each of these, he stakes claim to divinity and relates truths that would have been uniquely understood by the Jews of his time who were listening. It is of no accident that he uses the words in all of these. I am. These are more than just words to start a sentence. It's more than just his favorite pronoun and uh, and uh, being verb. But my friend, it is an indicator of uh, the Lord's identity that he would uh, that he would tell the Jews about. When Moses saw that bush of fire that would not be consumed in Exodus 3, the name of God used to introduce himself was, I am that I am. That is my name. He said, if I go back to Egypt and tell them that the Lord has sent me to deliver those Hebrews out of Egyptian hands... The Egyptians are not going to want me because I'm too Hebrew to be Egyptian. And the Hebrews won't want me because I'm too Egyptian to be Hebrew. And they don't want to listen to your God because they don't even know who He is. And who shall I tell them has sent me? And the Lord said, tell them I am hath sent you. I am that I am, that is my name. Now last night the movie, The Ten Commandments, was being played on television. And I did not watch it because they put too many advertisements in there, but DVRs are awesome. And today we're going to, as a family, they don't know it yet, but we're going to, as a family, watch the Ten Commandments. And see again that story play out and we're going to skip all the nasty ads. Amen. Amen. And see all of those amazing things as best they've been able to recreate them on film. But friend, it's more than a film and it's more than a movie and it's more than a story and it's more than a sermon. It is reality that God introduced himself unto Moses as the I am that I am. That is my name. That is the Yahweh, the Jehovah God. When he says Jehovah is my name. That is the I am the self-existent one is my name. Yahweh. He would become known unto his people as the I am. And when Jesus said these words in the scriptures... It was not just to use these words to introduce the verbs or to introduce the sentence. Or, my friend, just to roll into a, a word that he might say. But rather it is to identify himself with Yahweh. God manifests in the flesh more than a man, more than a prophet, more than a preacher. And he said unto them, ye are from beneath. I am from above. Ye are of this world. I am not of this world. Therefore, I said unto you, ye shall die in your sins if you believe not that I am He. Ye shall die in your sins. He is clearly identifying and introducing Himself as Yahweh Jehovah, the I am God manifest in the flesh. John thirteen and thirteen. You call me Master and Lord, and you say well for so I am he is the Yahweh the Jehovah the self existent one Now we looked at the first installment at I am the bread of life. He is our sustenance. That is, He feeds us. He said, I am the light of the world. He is our source. He flames us. We talked about that illumination ceremony that is, that took place in the temple that day and the three doors that showed us the light of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And He said, I am the door. He is our safety. He fights for us. We talked about where he said in John 10, I am the good shepherd. He's our supervisor. He follows after us. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Last week we talked about I am the resurrection and the life. He is our soul. Man is not a body with a soul, but a soul with a body. The essence of man is the eternal spark of divine that dwells in him and it is dead because of sin and you cannot live until you first have a resurrection and then you can have a life Without the resurrection, you don't know what living is. Without the resurrection, you don't have a life. We were dead already, but thank God if we've been saved, we have been quickened unto life. And then this morning, we're talking about this from John 14. I am the way, the truth, and the life. That is, He is our system. He is the way. He is the system, the systematic method, the path and for us to get to God. He's the system of access to the Father, the system. The system of faith, the, systems of, the system of fervency of life. He leads us to the Father. All of this portion of Scripture is about Him going to the Father. Him preparing a place with the Father. Him coming back from the Father to receive us unto Himself. To dwell in the Father's house where there are many mansions. That where He is, there we may be also. And Thomas said, Lord, we don't know where you're going. He's going to be with the Father. That's where He's going. and and we don't know the way and he's the way to get to the Father and Jesus saith unto him I am the way the truth and the life no man cometh unto the Father but by me whereas we this morning seated at Truth Baptist Church uh, I believe this verse uh, uh, earnestly and uh, we receive it unquestionably my friend this is one of the most divisive verses in the Bible in the day and time where we live and I'm going to tell you why in just a moment. But it is one of those divisive verses. This verse tells us there is no hope in the Pope. This verse tells us there is no answer, my friend, in false religions of our land. This verse tells us that there is no secret path to heaven that Dr. Bottle Stopper has uncovered and Sister Know It All can tell you about. This verse tells us that just any old way will not do uh, and that every way is not just as good as any other way but it is Jesus or it is nothing it is repent or perish turn or burn Uh, believe in Christ or die lost Uh, it is heaven or hell and there is no in between and ain't nobody staying here Uh, friend this is a reminder that this is a one way route to heaven hallelujah it is a one way route to heaven some of y'all don't remember that Uh, a film about the apostle one way road to heaven that's all there is just one there's not another way Jesus is the door if that was not enough to tell us in John 10 he's letting us know now you can't get in the door without him you can't get in the sheepfold without him you can't have bread without him you can't have light without him you can't have safety without him you can't have resurrection without him and you won't even know the way without him but he is the way the truth I am the line And so this morning in today's portion of scripture I am the way, I am the truth, I am the line And so this morning I want you to notice three things In this portion of scripture It ought not to be real hard for you to figure out What those three things are today The way, the truth, and the line And I want you to see these three things And a few things about these three things First of all Jesus says I am the way When he says I am the way That speaks of exclusivity Exclusivity Exclusivity, My friend that is He is the exclusive way that leads to God He is the exclusive way that leads to God He is the way in opposition to all false religions This claim of exclusivity is in Christ alone No man cometh unto the Father but by me Jesus didn't say I'm a good way to get to God Jesus didn't say the best way I know of to get to God It's through me Jesus didn't say I can show you the way to get to the Father He said I am the way Oh if Christ is not the only way He's not a way at all Oh my friend all religions claim this exclusivity By the way religion would be wasted Religion would be useless Religion would be pointless If they did not claim to be the way to get to God My friend there would be no reason there is one religion that I am aware of Of hundreds On the face of the earth And I knew the name of it until I started to say it On the face of the earth It does not claim to be the exclusive way to get to God And it basically claims that all ways are ways to get to God Which means it don't mean nothing and My friend if you have a religious persuasion And in your religious persuasion You don't believe it enough to believe That your way is the right way to get to God Then you don't believe your religious teaching Teachings at all. The Hindus who don't believe that their religion is the only way, then they really don't believe their own religious documents. The Muslims who don't believe that their religion is the only way, they don't really believe their own religious documents. And by the way, I share their opinions. I don't believe their religious documents either. Amen. But Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. My friend, only Jesus can deliver what He has claimed. For He is God manifest in the flesh. Were Jesus just some guy out there talking, He'd be talking through His hat. Were He just some prophet, He'd be claiming ground He does not have ownership of. Were He just some man, He'd be saying something He could not deliver on. But since He is Yahweh, since He is God, manifest in the flesh, since He and the Father are one, as He goes on to tell us in this chapter, he can deliver on what He has said He is the way The truth The life It's no trouble to Jesus to show you the way to the Father He said if you've seen me You've seen the Father I and the Father are one He shows us the way to the Father In Himself Not because He guides us along and points us to somebody else But in Himself He shows us the Father In Jesus and in Jesus alone Amen. So no man cometh unto the Father but by me. All other religions have prophets who claim to be able to guide you beyond themselves to God, but Jesus does not. Uh, Jesus does not guide us to God beyond Himself, but He guides us to God through Himself, for He and the Father are one. He says, "He that cometh unto me cometh unto the Father." He said, "He that cometh unto the Father by me." Hey, you know how that you get to. God it is through the Son not by the Son not directed by the Son not pointed by the Son but through the Son he said if you want to come to the Father not go to the Father he'll point you somewhere else to find the Father if you want to come to the Father you come to me and I will deliver you to the Father oh that's exactly right listen that's the way we pray this morning I'm trying not to get distracted but that is the way we we pray today. We don't pray to Jesus. I don't know if you realize that or not. But we don't pray to Jesus. We pray through Jesus to God. He is our mediator. We pray through Jesus to the Father. Our, when Jesus taught us to pray, He said to pray like this. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We pray through Jesus to God. He said if you want to come to the Father, you come to me and through me you have access to the father he is the way to the father exclusivity he is the way the only way to the father he doesn't say how to go to the father but he says how to come to the father Jesus is God manifest in the flesh and not only can he point you to God he is your access to God through Christ for when you have seen him you've seen the father moreover this was a uniquely Jewish argument of that day for he was not only the way in opposition to all false religion but he was the way in opposition to the law, the law was a type, the Torah was called by those in Judea as the way of life or the way, but Jesus makes it clear that he is the way, as surely as John chapter 1 verse 1 through 3 reveals that Jesus is the word in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the Word was God the same was in the beginning with God all things were made by Him without Him was not anything made that was made and the Word in verse 14 said became flesh and we beheld His glory the glory of the only begotten of the Father full of grace and truth Jesus is the Word He told us that in the first chapter of John and now He's letting you know what you people in Judea called the way is the Torah but I'm telling you I am the way I am the word the word that God sent down from heaven the manna he sent down from heaven in John 6 the word of God he sent down from heaven in John 1 that is Jesus in John 14 I am the way Jesus makes it clear he's the word of God oh my friend what do you mean by that this passage reinforces this truth that Jesus was the Bible alive he was the Bible embodied before them. Every prophecy they heard, it stood before them. Every promise God made was before their very eyes. Everything Brother John taught about in Sunday school and this morning was Jesus standing right in front of them. The words of Isaiah were fulfilled in Jesus. The words of Micah were fulfilled in Jesus. The words, my friend, even of that time, prophet Balaam, who is a, an enigma his words are still fulfilled in Jesus. The words that are prophetic of Psalms and David are fulfilled in Jesus. I am the way. I am that Word of God. Fulfilled before your eyes. A living Bible. A living testimony to everything that God said. Every promise He ever made me. He's kept Him. The Lord Jesus Christ. Everything the Lord said He would do, He has done. And as I said, Jesus is saying this, and saying, as I stand before you realize everything you ever believed in, it's me. Everything you ever trusted in is me. I am the beloved of Song of Solomon. I am the Lamb of the Book of Exodus and the Passover. I am the priest of a New Testament I'm a new testimony and a new covenant. I am the blood on the altar. I am the rose of Sharon and the lily of. The valley. I'm the cluster of camphor. I am the banner over you that is love. I am your shepherd. I am the fulfillment of every sermon, every song, every song. It's me that you've been singing about and preaching about and talking about it. I'm standing in front of you and I realize I'm on the other side of the cross and I'm on the other side of where Jesus preached. And again he does not stand before our eyes. But as those people in the Old Testament and looked into the first advent of Christ oh I long to see him and look on his face and I look for the blessed wonderful glorious day and whatever thing I preached about and sung about and believed in and talked about and read about will be manifest before my very eyes and praise God why mine eyes shall see him I will behold him for myself and praise God and I another my redeemer liveth and I know that and I have confidence Jesus is the way yeah. when we get to heaven I won't have to break open my bible and search for a verse to try to find an answer for my soul but I'll look right in front of me and there will be the living word right before my eyes I am the way Jesus says I am the fulfillment of every prophecy of every sermon of every preacher's yeah. voice. Oh bless his name And by the way if we're preaching about something besides him We're missing the mark anyway my, friend, my sermons are about him My song is about him My worship is about him He's the reason that I live But oh what a reason that it is And someday we'll see him face to face He says I am the way For when you've seen me You've seen the father Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This claim of exclusivity in Christ alone is narrow. It's narrow. I mean, how... Narrow-minded do you have to be to, to be to believe that Jesus is the Son of God and He's the only way to the Father and He's the only way to heaven, you have to be as narrow as the Bible, you have to be as narrow as the gospel, you have to be as narrow as the word of the Lord. And when Jesus says I am the way, he claims exclusivity. It's not through the mooses or the gooses or the elves. It's my friend, not through the shriners. That's not through the government. It's not because you're a member of a political party. It's not because, my friend, you're a member of the country club. They can't even stay open anyhow. My friend, hey, but the door of the church building, my friend, could be shuttered and padlocked, but the door of heaven's still is open wide, and the way is saying, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Yet, my friend, listen, the gate of hell cannot prevail against here, too. And God's church is alive and well and open for our business. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Exclusivity. I will never be a member. I already know it. I'll never be a member of Augusta National. The golf club I'm talking about, the country club. I probably will never even get to go to Augusta National. And as much as I'd like to go into springtime with all the allergies I have and all of those flowers they got out there, I probably don't need to go to Augusta National I mean, a trip to Callaway Gardens in the spring back a couple of years ago nearly killed me. And I wasn't there but for about four or five hours, all those flowers. The average funeral makes me sick for a week, not because I catch some disease, but if I have to sit amongst those flowers for a couple of hours, whoo, it does a number on me. But listen, friend, I likely will never be a member of any of those exclusive clubs. I'm not interested in joining any secret organizations. Oh, praise God. But my friend, listen, and I will uh, I will likely never be a senator nor a congressman and by the way if I had to give up being a preacher to become one it would be a demotion I couldn't tolerate anyway amen
1: uh,
0: I likely will never be uh, my friend an ambassador of some a country somewhere or join the ranks uh, my friend of those of high office uh, I likely will never be a member of the elite in our society and um, that bothers me so much I won't even take a baby aspirin I had to go to bed worrying about it tonight yeah. uh, my friend I don't even like those people yeah. and I don't appreciate much of what they say and I don't believe anything they tell me Amen. Yeah. oh thank God that you talk about exclusivity yeah. I mean I am a member of an exclusive club this morning yeah. I'm a member of an exclusive organization yeah. not because everybody can't be a part of it yeah. not because those who will not trust in Jesus will not be a part of it yeah. i joined in with the ranks of kings like David. I've joined in with the ranks of priests like Ezra. I've joined in with the ranks of prophets like Isaiah. I've joined in with the ranks of apostles like Peter, James, and John, and Paul. i praise God and Matthew. I've joined in the ranks of the sages of days gone past. My friend, the evangelists and the missionaries and the pastors. I've joined in the ranks with those who trust the Lord and love Jesus and know God and I'm happy in my soul this morning because I'm in this church this glorious church I didn't I wasn't I did not earn it my friend but I had a new birth in Jesus I became alive in him I came to know the way Christ Jesus it's exclusive to the believer in the Lord Jesus
1: Christ yeah, amen.
0: This claim of exclusivity is a, is a narrow claim. It is a straight claim, and it is a gospel claim. Matthew 7 and verse 13, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. The crowd that goes in thereat, Oh, let me just say some things here. If you're chasing after the world, you're chasing that way. If you're following after some other religion, you're going that way if you're still waiting for them to slay a red heifer somewhere so that you can think maybe the Messiah has come and if you're still somewhere waiting for uh, the fellow in this uh, rabbi outfit to bless your hot dog and your pickle to make sure it's safe for you to eat uh, and be in agreement with your uh, uh, with your Judaism uh, you've missed the mark Jesus has come and fulfilled the law Uh, my friend if today you are with a dot on your head or a rag and you think that maybe by some squirt of hair poke it out the top of your head my friend that Hare Krishna is going to snatch you up and bring you out of this world in some way to deliver you you have missed the mark if you think that good works are a wafer from some uh, a priest somewhere or that being a member of a Baptist church is going to get you to heaven you have missed the mark you want access to God you want access to the Father you want access to the gospel. You want access to forgiveness. You want access to peace. You've got to come through Jesus, and there is no other way. Amen. There is no other way. Yes, that identifies us as fanatics in this day. Just as fanatical as the Bible. Just as fanatical as the Bible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, my. Oh, you mean you are, I mean, in the space age? the computer to age the day and age where we have graphs and models and geniuses you still believe in that Bible literally every jot and every tittle not only that I believe in this word and don't believe in everything else I let God be true and every man a liar and listen you can throw rocks at everybody in the whole world for believing it that does believe it and you can say ugly things and lampoon and lambast and make fun and scream and try to silence her voices oh praise God for giving me what voice he has I've got a pretty strong voice and if you can scream louder than I can go and have at it But my friend I'm going to preach as long as I can until Jesus comes and not silence the voice of the gospel Jesus saves Jesus saves and listen we ought to rejoice in that we ought to praise God in that somebody asked me years ago said if he's a love God why did he make only one way to salvation that's the wrong question which is exactly what man usually does he asked the wrong question but here's the right answer had he not been a loving God he wouldn't have made one way he'd have made no way he'd let us die lost and go to hell but praise God I'm glad Jesus came oh glory to his name what a friend is he we have a way in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. That just because there are few which find it does not mean there are few that are welcome in it. He says, Come unto me all oh, you that labor are heavy laden. Amen. You can join that exclusive number this morning. Amen. You can put your faith in Jesus and have peace with God in your heart and know you're on your way to heaven. Lay your head on your pillow at night and while everybody else has got to, have my friend, heartburn and upsets, stomach and tossing and turning. You can sleep and know that my friend, God's going to take good care of you and He'll look out after you in this world and give you life eternal. In the world where we're headed, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. And heaven, sounds sweeter all the time. Than me, I don't know about you. Yes, sir. Amen. Sound sweeter all the time. Amen. I heard a preacher this past week say, and I've heard him say it before. He's of a bygone era, but I've heard him say it before. and he, I believe he's right then. I believe he's right now. He said years ago that the thing that uh, Satan used to destroy the Roman Empire was entertainment, sports, and fancy food. They indulged their appetite of the flesh in everything they desired for. All the entertainment they could have. All of the competitions that the natural man could enjoy. And all of fancy food they could gorge themselves with to the degree that they would eat in their festivals until they could fill themselves with no more food. Go outside of the arenas. Vomit the food back up and come back and gorge themselves again. People doing it in our day. I mean, folks are nuts, friend. <laughs> but isn't it interesting? Isn't it interesting in this time we're in right now that, my friend, the sports and the entertainment world, all your movie theaters and bowling alleys and all that stuff shut down, and all your fancy, dancy restaurants with your waiters bringing all your stuff out there to set you at the table like you were some sort of king, feeding you till you want no more. And my friend, all our sports and our and our entertainment and our fancy foods are being snatched out from under people, and lots of folks have no idea what to do with their lives. They don't know that life exists if they don't hear the crack of a bat. I see some fellow with a sack full of air and a helmet on his head. i am running down a cow pasture. My friend, they don't know what to do if they can't go to Longhorn and Applebee's. And my friend, all the fancy steakhouses or fish joints or something. Oh, God, have mercy on us. It'd be good at this time to realize that God has not changed. That He's still the way, the truth and the life. I'd like to have a good fish fry again. and to eat till I want no more. I told my wife last night she's not real good with catfish and any kind of fish. We've got into the bacon fish stuff, but not the fish fry business. If you know how to do it, we'll get a group smaller than 10 and come to your house and have a fish fry. Amen, because I'd like to have some good fish fried, battered and fried, and, uh, and some hush puppies and some slaw. My friend, I love it. Mexican cornbread, it'd make me a happy man but my life is not built on a fish fry or a steak or going to the movies or the bowling alley and my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness Jesus is the way and every, if everything I had He took away I still would have to say God has been so good to me Amen. hallelujah Hallelujah. Hadn't made it to the things about this thing, so I'm just going to blow through them this morning. So, the way. Brother John says we're not in a hurry and we're not. I'm just going to wear out. Um, The way. Exclusivity. This morning. The way. I mean, there's not much need to be in a hurry. You can't go much of nowhere anyway. And you've sat in your pajamas enough the last few weeks. Amen. Oh, God, have mercy on a lazy society oh. that can go weeks without putting their clothes on. And some people like it. Oh. If you do, you've got a personal problem. Hey. I mean, if you can be satisfied being sorry and lazy and not putting clothes hey. on, you probably have for a long period of time. I don't mean because you're sick, and I don't mean because it's a short period of time but if for a month at a time you can be satisfied to never put on your clothes or take a bath you need to do more in social distancing you need to get a shower amen and comb your hair and put on clean clothes and take your garbage off and brush your teeth and my friend you got more hygiene problems than my friend they got at Walmart amen Hallelujah! you praise God and that didn't cost anything extra
1: amen the truth too,
0: bro. Exclusivity, the way to God, the way to God. Cleanliness is not next is next to godliness is not in the Bible, but it wouldn't hurt the Bible to put it in there. Amen. The way, exclusivity. Jesus is the way to God in verse 6, no man can have to a father but by me, 1 Timothy 2 and 5 for there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus your only eternal hope is God and your only access to him is his son Jesus Christ, it is that simple, I've been repeating that phrase a lot in the last few months but it's a fact the way to God, Jesus is the way to heaven, he speaks in our text about going to heaven it says that we know the way. In fact, He says, I am the way. There is only one door to heaven. And Jesus is the door. He's the way. He's the way to forgiveness. Ephesians 4 and 32, for Christ's sake, have God forgiven you. If you are forgiven by God for your sins, you're forgiven for Christ's sake. Your access to forgiveness is through Christ. The way to peace. Yes, in Jesus, Romans 5 and 1, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ Ephesians 2 and 14 For he is our peace And the way to joy is in Jesus John 15 11 These things have I spoken unto you That my joy might remain in you And that your joy might be full Joy, 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 joy down in my heart that's a joy the devil can't take away That's a joy the world did not give And the world cannot take away And if the devil doesn't like it He can sit on a tack (laughs) Praise God Hallelujah I'm glad I got joy (laughs) I doubt in my heart When I'm not happy with the happenings When I'm not happy with the government When I'm not happy with the news media Which is most of the time When I'm not happy with the crazy people in our world (laughs) Praise God I still have joy in my heart When I'm not happy with myself When I feel like I've fallen far short Of what Mark already and that is most of the time praise God I still got joy done in my heart cause have Jesus done in my heart and the joy of the Lord is your strength the way to love 1 John 4 and 8 he that loveth not knoweth not God for God is love the way to love is through Jesus Christ the way Jesus says I am the way number two he says I am the truth I am the way speaks of exclusivity I am the truth speaks of education. Exclusivity shows us how Jesus leads us to God. Education, the truth, shows us how Jesus teaches us the knowledge of God. We know of God because of Christ. He is the revelation of the Father unto us. He shows us the Father They said so is the Father. Jesus said if you've seen me you've seen the Father. Jesus educates us about who God is and what He does. He educates us about why that God does what He does. He educates us about what we are to do and why we are to do it. He educates us about the reward that is waiting on those who are obedient unto His Word. Jesus is the truth. Oh thank God. Hallelujah. Christ originates. Christ communicates. And Christ illustrates the truth of God Jesus is the truth oh, Christ originates Christ communicates And Christ illustrates The truth of God Now let me give you three things about this thing The authentication of truth Truth is the representation of things as they are That's Merriam-Webster's dictionary Truth is the representation of things as they are. CNN knows nothing about truth. Amen. MSNBC knows nothing about truth. CBS, ABS, and NBS know nothing about truth. Amen. Amen. Oh my, I'm trying to be careful. Not too careful, but careful. It is true. Fox News knows very little about truth. Your favorite television radio personality that knows very little of anything about truth. Truth, my friend, is the representation of things as they are. Amen. Amen. You can't believe anything you hear and you can't believe most of what you see. Truth is the representation of things as they are. Facebook knows nothing about truth. Knows everything about feelings, most of which are off the chain in one direction or another, but knows nothing about truth. Amen. Instagram and Face Chat and Face Talk and whatever else they got going on in our world knows very little about truth. The average church member knows far too little about truth. The average preacher spends way too much time on something other than truth. Amen.
1: Yes,
0: Amen. sir. That's true. Amen. The average politician wouldn't know truth if it smacked him in the mouth with a dead rabbit. The Amen. The experts don't even know what the truth is. The models don't know what truth is. The computers don't know what truth is. Are you listening to me this morning? I'm not trying to burst anybody's bubble. I'm not throwing rocks at anybody. I'm just telling you your confidence in anything but Jesus is in the wrong place. He is the truth. The rabbi don't know the truth. My friend the uh the uh the uh, uh priest is not full of the truth. Even the preacher is not infallible truth. The pope is not infallible truth. Truth is the representation of things as they are. The truth is not the representation of things as you see it. The truth is not the representation of things as you want it to be. The truth is not the representation of things as you perceive they ought to be. The truth is a representation of things as they are. And people commit to make a promise in the Witness box again and again in court. Swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me God. And we're real limited in that. And to the best of our abilities, we might try to tell the truth, but too often we don't know what the truth really is. Amen. And it doesn't matter how pointed your head is, you still don't know what the truth really is. Not unless you know Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth than the life. He is the representation of things as they actually are. There are many lies, but there is one truth. Anything other than the truth is false. Ecclesiastes 12 and 10 says, The preacher sought to find out acceptable words. Brother, I've thought about that verse a lot lately. The preacher sought to find out acceptable words. You know why? Because the preacher is not the truth. He's only come to tell you about the truth. And these truths he said in verse number 13 or 12 were as truths as goads. They were as nails fastened down given by one shepherd. It's not given by the preacher or the Pope but it's given by Jesus the good shepherd from two weeks ago. And Jesus is the truth. The preacher sought to accept the preacher sought to find out acceptable words. And that which was written was upright even the words of truth. Oh preacher, you want to know what's acceptable for you to preach? And that which was written was upright. Even the words of truth. If all I can do is preach to you my opinion, the gospel according to as it seems to me, we will get nowhere. But if I preach thus saith the word of the Lord, then I can present unto you the truth of the things as they are. The facts of the gospel. Jesus' is truth. The truth is the representation of things as they are. That is the authentic, authentic, authentication of the truth. Hmm. Jesus was the bodily representation of heavenly things as they are. Don't you think about it now. Some of you are going to get lost here, but please follow with me. I don't mean unsaved. I mean get lost. Everything in the Old Testament is a type. Tabernacle, temple, the offering, the priesthood, the law, the prophets is a type. They illustrate what goes on in heaven for us, but they are imperfect illustrations. They are the best shot we have at telling things as they are. But when Jesus comes and says I am the way, I am the word of God I am the truth Everything you learned in the Old Testament As a type, you saw what was in heaven As best we could picture it here on earth But forget the pictures Here's the reality That's what he's saying unto them I am the truth Jesus was the bodily representation Of heavenly things as they are Ceremonies of the law Were pictures, types, illustrations But Christ was the Authentic real truth Opinions are fanciful Ideas are hypothetical Models are theory But Jesus and his doctrine are truth They represent the facts as they are In the government of God That's why I would say when you've seen me You've seen the Father I am the truth You misunderstood Moses You misunderstood the law And the law was weak through the Flesh, but Christ coming in the flesh abolished the law in the flesh. Having my friend redeemed us, have been cursed by the law, hanged upon a tree, did away with the writing of ordinances that were against us, brought us in by mercy and grace. He is the facts in heaven as they are, He's the representation of things in heaven as they are on earth. He's the truth. Amen. The authentication of the truth. Most of what you see now is a farce. Most of what you see on everything is a farce. They take, they take genes that are made brand spanking new on the assembly lines and blow holes in them with shotguns to make them look authentic. You know what that means, don't you? They try to make them look worn out, so that when you wear them, they look like they've actually been worn to that point. When the fact of the matter is, you paid extra to get somebody to tear your pants up for you. Amen. Things are not as they are. They make ball hats. They come to try to look authentic by taking and wearing out the fuzz around the cap of the hat. And you get a new hat with worn-out fuzz, and that fuzz wear out. What's done with a machine is not real. It's not authentic. It's made to look authentic, but it's not authentic. They make authentic candies and sell them down here Add to the Cracker Bell for three times the price that they're worth because you're willing to pay for them because they're wrapped up in an old looking package and they're brand new junk that just rolled off the assembly line. That you'll pay extra for it and feel warm and fuzzy about it while you sit in a rocking chair on the outside eating it when you really didn't even need it and you'd already ate too many biscuits. And my friend, an apple butter on the inside, that you do it because it makes you feel authentic. Amen? It's everybody listening to me. But we're in a world where everybody wants to think stuff is real, but it ain't real. I told my wife the other day. I said, I was somewhere and saw somebody. I said, that, I thought that woman had all her hair cut off. She said, she has had all her hair cut off. I said, she didn't have her hair cut off. That stuff was down past her shoulders, halfway down her back. She said, that wasn't her hair. I said, well, I saw it with my own eyes she said that wasn't her hair I said that was not a wig I know better than that. I would have recognized what she said it's hair extensions extensions yeah she said to tie onto to the end of the hair you already got and make it longer than what it was and I said is it really somebody's hair she said I don't know maybe somebody's hair maybe fake hair it ain't their hair most of what you're seeing is not real. We've painted our faces up with makeup, not me. They've painted our faces up with makeup. Grown men with driver's licenses and social security checks and 401Ks have brushed that gray right out of their hair, tried to pretend like they're 40 years old again. And what we see is not authentic. I looked at somebody the other day on a television show when they were up there giving a little speech, expert telling us you know what they didn't know, and I told Sonia, I said something bad wrong with that person. She said, "What are you talking about?" I said, "Something is bad wrong with him. He looks like that uh, Jack Frost from that movie, the Santa Claus. His face is blown up like a blue. his hair's in all different directions." She said, "That's Botox." I said, "I don't care what it is. It's fruities what it is. He looks like some kind of a nut. I mean, friend, he looked like he'd been bee stung all over his head. What you see is not." Authentic. Did he have a wrinkle? No, he didn't have a wrinkle. He could hardly move his lips to talk. What you see is not authentic. When Jesus stood before them the prophet Isaiah said there is no beauty that we should desire him. And that is he didn't put on airs. He didn't pretend to be something he was not. What you saw was authentic. He was the representation of things as they are. God cannot lie. He's the truth. He's the truth. The authentication of the truth. I don't know if you're following all of that or not. He is the origination of the truth. John 1 and 17 For the law was given by Moses But grace and truth came by Jesus Christ Romans 3 and 4 Let God be true And every man a liar Ultimate truth does not belong to man But it belongs to the originator of truth The fountain of truth The source of truth The arbiter of truth Which is the Lord Jesus Christ As of the truth Jesus does not speak things Because they are true But they are true Because He has spoken them When darkness was upon the face of the Deep when darkness was there. Jesus didn't say it's dark, He said, Let there be light, and there was light. Things are true because He has spoken them to be true. When He says it, it is true. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of you know what it's like to have been lost, and you were lost and unsaved and unforgiven and bound for hell. But you know what it is for Jesus to speak what is not and for it to become so. When He says I forgive and you feel the heavy burden of sin roll off your shoulders. Yeah. Hallelujah to His dear name. Yeah. But my friend, He does not speak things because they are true, yeah. but they are true because He speaks them. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah. Praise God. Listen to me. Yeah. Whatever He said, Father, forgive them yeah. for they know not what they do. Yeah. That forgiveness didn't already exist it existed because he spoke it hallelujah hallelujah when he says it is done in the book of Revelation it won't be because everybody else is done but it will be done because he says it is done when he speaks it it becomes truth he can do nothing but tell the truth what is truth Pilate said (laughs) he says I am the way the truth and the life Hallelujah, it became true because He spoke it. He is the origination, the fountain of truth, the authentication of truth, the origination of truth. He is the validation of truth. Jesus is the truth. And He has been validated. He has been tested, tried, and found true. He is the incarnate reality of the Father God. He is God the Father. Have my friend manifested in God the Son. He is God's Christ who became man, Jesus. Colossians 1.19 For it pleased the Father that in Him that is in Christ should all the fullness dwell. That truth makes the way accessible, dependable, and infallible. Uh, My friend, if Jesus were a liar, then he's not the way. But since he's the truth, he's the way. And the way is accessible, dependable, and infallible because Jesus is the truth. I'm finishing with this Jesus is the way. That is, he is our exclusivity. He is the truth. That is, the education. He is the life. That is, the energy. The energy, the exclusivity leads us to God. The education teaches us knowledge of God. And the energy quickens all who serve God. Amen. Christ is life both in grace and glory He is life not only that saves from death But destroys death Defeats death And has eternal dominion over death That is what is missing in our day Men are terrified to die For the spirit of the age Of the spirit of man And man has no power over death Man who is not right with God Is terrified of leaving this world Where they then must answer to God In eternity The answer to our fear is not an anecdote uh, it is not my friend a, uh, uh, an injection an immunization uh, my friend the answer in our day uh, is not some sort of treatment or a pack. Uh, the answer to the fear in our time uh, is Jesus 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 uh, uh, that's the only thing going to give man peace with his mortality uh, the reason why man is so afraid to die uh, is because he does not have things right with God hey. Hey, I am not in a hurry to die and I sure don't want to get sick but I'm telling you I'm not afraid to meet the last day of this whole world. Matter of fact I look forward to the day though I hate the idea of the passageway of death. I look forward to what's on the other side of it. Hallelujah. I'm telling you what's in the other world's not. Something I dread but something I embrace. I praise God for eternity and what waits for me. Oh bless his dear name. I'm going to a well that far better than this and if you've made peace with your maker you do not have to be afraid to die don't be foolish and kill all the rest of us by being a dummy but don't be afraid to die and don't be so foolish as to think that your life is only in this world if in this life you have hope only you are a miserable man but praise God I have a hope beyond this life my hope is in Jesus and in his blood Hallelujah. My hope is in the blood of the precious Son of God. Men are terrified of death. The spirit of the age is the spirit of men. Mm -hmm. Men are controlled of a world where men cannot control. Men are terrified of a world where men cannot control the variables of life. Would you all listen to that sentence one more time? Men are terrified of a world where they cannot control the variables of life. By the way, I contend that that's why the experts and the pointy-headed people create the models that they do is to try to both define and control what is not definable and not controllable. And every time they make the attempt, they miss the mark because they don't know what they don't know. And they don't want to admit that they don't know what they don't know. And so they make up ways to try to convince themselves that they can control it. They can't steer hurricanes. They can't change global temperatures. They can't stop invisible enemies like a virus. They don't know what to do with you and your family. They don't know what to do with themselves. They don't know what to do because they are frightened of a world where they cannot control all the variables. Socialism exists because mankind sees himself as big enough to control the variables. He's big enough to control sickness. He's big enough to control finance. He's big enough to control health. He's big enough to control people. And the only part of that variable he ever gets into place is controlling people by force. And my friend, we don't get the results we're looking for because men are not in control. It still rains on the just and on the unjust. And my friend, your life is still in the hands of of God and the breath of your nostrils still resist I rest in his power amen amen and the sooner man comes to realize that he's not in charge that he's not God that he my friend does not control this world it's length it's variableness and my friend it's viableness as soon as he accepts the fact that I don't know anything and you don't either and neither does anybody else but it's Jesus that we must depend on the better off all of us will be some will never accept that until they stand before the Lord in judgment amen we're looking for men to control the variables of life we're looking for men to control the finances but we don't control things on earth are you listening to me I don't care if you got big hair coming off to one side chew out Jim Acosta or not Probably needs to be chewed out worse than he's been. Yes, sir. But that doesn't make you in charge of anything. I don't care if you are this tall and used to play basketball and think you know it all. Nobody knew who you was three, three, four, five, six weeks ago, and now you're running the country. You don't know everything. If you're the mousey mouthed woman that's got the, the little talk about her telling us all what to do all the time, you don't know anything. Not being, not trying to be a jerk this morning. I'm just being real plain and honest. You don't know anything, Mister Smarty Know It All that sits on the side of the road trying to tell everybody else what to do, screaming at other people. You don't know anything, Preacher Man, Deacon, Song Leader. We don't know anything. We don't control the variables of this life. That's part of what is frustrating to a lot of us. We're completely out of control. Are you listening to me this morning? You need what I'm preaching right now. All you listening on the Facebook feed? If you hadn't already gotten mad and turned me off, you need what I'm preaching this morning. We don't control the variables of this thing. And that's what's driving lots of people crazy. Because they don't control it. And some people are upset because they can't control it. And some people are upset because they think somebody else could control it if they just would. But they can't. They can't control it. There's nobody that can put a steering wheel on world events and on life. And on, my friend, the heartbeat and just drive it where you want to. We can't make it rain where it's drought. We can't make the flood stop where it flooded. We can't make calamities and earthquakes quit. We don't have control over this world we're in. And if we don't have control over this world, we sure don't have control over heaven, none. That's why Jesus commanded us to pray in the Lord's prayer, "Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven." The sooner we realize Jesus, it, my friend, we don't have to say, "Jesus, take the will." He's already got it. Amen. He has not left his position. He is driving that train already, my friend. I'm talking about the train to glory. We used to sing about it when I was a little boy, my friend. That's that that uh, that railway to heaven. Oh, my friend, Jesus is the conductor. And He's not relinquished His authority one second. Thou will be done on earth even as it is in heaven. Our lives are in Christ and His blood not in this world of this world or by this world. And man may destroy my body but they cannot take my life because it is hid in God with Christ given by His blood. Hebrews 9 and 20 said it's the blood of the New Testament covenant given for me. Leviticus 17 and 11 said the life is in The blood. When Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, the life is in the blood. Now, it's the blood that was given by the Son. It's what He told us when He passed around the cup of the Last Supper in Luke 22 and 20. This is the blood of the New Testament given for you. It's not the blood of the bulls and goats and calves and sprinkle the ashes of a heifer, but by His own blood, according to Hebrews chapter 9, verses 12 through 14. It's the blood given by the Son. Is the blood given for the sinner. Acts 20 and 28 tells us we've been purchased with His own blood. And it's the blood given to the sovereign. It was Christ offering to God His precious blood as a sacrifice for us. Hebrews 9, 14 said Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered Himself without spot to God. Isaiah 53 and 10, it pleased the Lord to bruise Him. He hath put Him to grief. When Thou shalt make His soul an offering for sin. He shall see His seed, shall prolong His days in The pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in His hand. Christ offered His soul an offering to the Father to appease God's wrath, to ask for God's mercy, and to activate God's grace, and to appeal for God's love. The blood was given to the Father. Our life and our hope is in the blood of the precious Lamb of God. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me, Jesus said. It could well be spoken. He's the only way. He's the only truth. He's the only life. Jesus is your only and all sufficient hope. Whether you are here today seated in this building, or if you're paying attention to this where it may be broadcast, Jesus is your only and all sufficient hope. It's time for you to repent of your sins and trust in Him as your Savior things are winding down this whole world's coming to a close whether you'll receive it or not Amen. i did not need a pandemic to tell me this i've been pre i'm not preaching anything different this morning than what i've been preaching for the last 30 years of my life but i'm telling you he that shall come will come and he will not tarry this these events of our days and the fear that grips people in our time Ought to be a time for people to turn to God and get their hearts right with Jesus and change their souls. It ought to be a time for more than cookouts and and my friend going on scavenger hunts for toilet paper. It ought to be a time for people to get their hearts right with God and to turn to Jesus and to pray and cry aloud to the Lord and to get in earnest with the Lord again and to tell our our boys and our girls and our future generations, our children and our loved ones and our neighbors about Jesus. Oh, it's time we get right with God again and seek after the Lord while he may be found. Amen. Call upon him while he is near. Amen. Your urgent need this morning is not a doctor or a hospital. My friend, it is not uh, an urgent care center. It is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hear me. The world is dying without God. Yes, and it's as if nobody even's recognizing it and paying attention to it. I don't know what the latest stats are my friend on the sicknesses and death about Corona I don't know about the deaths about heart disease and cancer I'm not certain about all of the statistics what I am telling you is every soul that breathes their last breath in this world regardless of the manner of death whether it be by accident or by natural causes are leaving out of this world going to stand before God and give an account and far too many are prepared most are going down on the Broadway and they're splitting the hell wide open and it's time for people to get right with God while they can. It's time for people to get right with God while they can and that message does not change while time stands. So long as God gives me any voice I'll continue to preach it. Prepare to meet your God. Prepare to meet your God. I don't know what to do but I do want to give a verse of invitation we're not giving an altar call. But a verse of invitation, folks, may need to pray right where you are. You don't have to worry about even the embarrassment of being seen coming to the altar. Just kneel down where you are. I promise you, you will not be praying by yourself because you're kneeling where you are. Some people that are listening this morning in their living rooms feel isolated in a million miles from anywhere. You're not hidden from God today. The Lord knows where you are. God will hear you. God will answer your prayer if you'll call on His name. If you'll put your trust in Jesus, He'll not ignore you. And He'll save you quicker than quick. Listen to me, it ain't even hard for God to save you. It's not even hard. Sometimes it's hard for you to get to a place where you can just call on the Lord. Sometimes it's hard for you to give up and just trust Jesus. But it's not hard for God to save you. I preach against easy believism. This we're going to preach, or we're going to just repeat a prayer and folks tell folks they're saved, even though they don't even know who Jesus is. I preach against that, but I don't believe in it being hard for God to save sinners. There ain't nothing hard for God. It's hard for us to just give up sometimes, but it ain't hard for God to save you. You say, "But preacher, I, I drank liquor and I cuss and I've done all the wrong things." Well, you're the one who needs Jesus the most. Call on the Lord. I've I've not uh, trusted Him. I've not believed Him. I've disobeyed every command He's ever given. You're the kind of person Jesus came to save. A sinner. Trust Him. He's the way, the truth, the life. Trust Him. Sing a verse of the song for us. Folks across the building are going to stand. Folks are praying. People may need to pray in their pews. Kneel and pray. Do whatever you need to do this morning. I don't know more. I don't anymore know how to give an altar call than what you know how to respond to it, except for just to call on God. And that's what it's all about, anyway. Sister Tanya's going to sing a verse of a song. If you need to pray, I'd encourage you to do that this morning. Jesus is calling. Jesus is calling. He's waiting and He's watching for you and for me. And He says, come home, child. Come home. Oh, preacher, I don't know if the Lord would take me. Take you? He's looking for you. He's seeking after you. He's calling your name. Oh, he will in no wise cast you out you don't have to worry about Jesus rejecting you oh no oh sinner come home come home brother TJ come here if you will brother get your microphone all those that's on the live feed can hear you one of these over here, that one set differently for us. And I want you to lead us in prayer. We're all going to pray together. Again, that just gives opportunity for those who are in the listening with us online to be able to bow their heads with us. I want you to pray for every sinner. It's heard this message today that God is making real in their hearts. Oh, my. And it's in the extension of the Holy Spirit to invite them unto salvation. Pray,
1: brother. We come to you. We're so oh, thankful for what Lord. you've done in this place here this morning. Mercy, God, whether Jesus. we are here in body or whether we're uh, listening over the live we broadcast different me. places, Lord, we're so thankful oh, that the call God. of the gospel has gone forth and we're asking God that you would work in hearts, work in lives. All of those yes, that God. have heard the message, God, those that have heard Help the words out of the pulpit here this morning, Lord, we're so thankful that you sent a message our direction. God, we're praying for Uh, an appropriate response. Lord, we're praying that you would touch those and that you would draw them closer to you, God, those that do not know you and the free pardon of sin. Lord, I pray that you'd speak to them and that they would react to the gospel before it is everlasting too late. God, we're thankful for all that you've done in our hearts. Lord, we ask, God, that you'd go with us through this difficult time. God, that you would lead us in the way that you'd have us to go. Lord, that you would have us to act. God, that we would uh, do things that would be appropriate in your time. God, that we would be better ambassadors for you, Lord, we pray. God, in a time of uncertainty, Lord, I pray, God, that all of us would look towards you as you are the rock. And we ask, God, uh, Lord, that you'd go with us. Lord, that we would remember this message, God, that you are the way, the truth and the life. Lord, we love you. We thank you for being so good to us here this morning. Go with us. Keep us safe until we're able to meet again. your name we pray. Amen.